Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we'll be talking about the events, updates, and amazing stuff from May 18th, 2020. So let's get started with the British royal family. Today was supposed to be the start of the Chelsea Flower Show, which is hosted by the Royal Horticultural Society. So the Chelsea Flower Show is an annual tradition, and it is something that really kicks off the May and June series of events um, that are annual for the royal family. Um, So this includes things like Trooping the Color, Order of the Garter, um, Royal Ascot, all of those events that we see every year. However, obviously, this year, um, the event is not really able to happen. Um, So last year, you may remember that there were official pictures and videos uh, released of the Cambridge family playing in um, the garden that the Duchess of Cambridge created called Back to Nature. And it was like an amazing garden that had like, I think a tree house and a rope swing and lots of just super natural stuff that was all really fun. Um, And those pictures and video are still some of my favorite. Um, And so today, um, like I said, the Chelsea Flower Show was supposed to open, um, but instead they are doing a virtual Chelsea Flower Show. Um, So today was the opening of that. Now, I went to go see what this looked like, what a virtual flower show is I've seen enough videos and stuff to know what the Chelsea Flower Show looks like. Um, So I wanted to see the virtual one. However, to see it today, you have to be a member of the Royal Horticultural Society, which I am not, nor do I intend to become one. Um, So I have no idea what this looks like until tomorrow when I can look at it. But to mark the occasion, Queen Elizabeth sent a message to the RHS where she sent her best wishes, um, and in her letter she mentioned that she is disappointed not to be able to attend in person. Uh, She also mentioned that her grandmother, Queen Mary, uh, who first attended the show in 1916, would be delighted to see the progress the show has made in the 104 years since she first attended. Queen Elizabeth ended her letter by saying, as you adapt to present to the present circumstances, I hope you find this unique event enjoyable and interesting. Um, so I'm excited to see what it looks like um, to see a virtual Chelsea Flower Show. Um, and then along with this, possibly the best thing that has happened today, there's a lot of good things. And also, I've been watching some good news with John Krasinski, and I'm finding all the good in the world today, which is great. Um, So the members of the royal family shared what their favorite flowers are to mark the occasion. Um, Again, I am loving the family cooperation to, like, make something like this be about everyone and not just about one or two people. Um, So we saw it with, like, International Nurses Day, and then we're seeing it again today. Um, So, 
Some of the highlights from the royal family are that the queen enjoys a bouquet of lily of the valley, which are like just some white pretty flowers. Um, the Prince of Wales enjoys delphiniums, which are these gorgeous tall purple flowers. Um, Camilla picked moss, which I find very interesting, but it's like not traditional moss. It's beautiful, but it's very interesting. And then the Earl and Countess of Wessex shared photos of azaleas, which they said are, quote, so breathtaking at this time of year and have the most intoxicating scent. So again, I just love the fact that this was like a super coordinated effort to celebrate the opening of Chelsea Flower Show and that they shared um, this in a very personal way. I just enjoyed that. Um, and then also today, so to kind of end the day, um, the Buckingham Palace press team on social media shared that Queen Elizabeth held a telephone audience with Justin Trudeau who is the Prime Minister of Canada. Um, and the call occurred on the occasion of Victoria Day, which is the official birthday of the monarch in Canada. So it's Queen Elizabeth's official Canadian birthday. So I'm sure he was just calling to wish Her Majesty a happy birthday, not on her real birthday. I don't understand why we have official birthdays when we have a real birthday. But that's okay. I'm just... Pretending I get it. Um, also, like, I know that the queen is uh, 94 and that this is a super unrealistic dream of mine, but I would love to see some of this in, like, a Zoom call. Obviously, much easier to speak on the phone with a 94-year-old woman, but I, I would like to see some Zoom. Um, but I don't want her to get exposed to anything or any staff helping her out, so phone calls are just fine. Um, and so that is what we had from the British royal family, and now we are going to go to Belgium. out of Belgium um, but before we get to the really good stuff we are going to talk about the not boring but kind of boring um, every Monday King Philippe has a telephone call audience with the Prime Minister of Belgium Sophie Wilms uh, where they talk about affairs of state so that happened today um, but then actually before that um, being six hours behind is really confusing sometimes. So I saw the prime minister thing first, and then I realized that there was this great thing that happened in the middle of the night for me. And that is that we got four pictures, um, one of each of the children of King Philippe and Queen Mathilde, where they're talking on their cell phones. Well, the older three are talking on cell phones, and the youngest one is talking on a landline, which I also find hilarious. Um, and they're talking on the phone. And then it came along with this description that, um, the royal children during the course of this two, two and a half-ish month quarantine, um, have spoken all together collectively with over 300 senior citizens during like some intergenerational conversations. 
So the Duchess of Brabant, Princess Elizabeth, and then her three younger siblings are um, taking time from their, you know, schooling and lives of being uh, young people and teenagers um, to talk with the elderly who are struggling in isolation um, and not being able to see their loved ones. Um, And so these kids took their took some time to talk with them, which I am continually amazed by. Um, I understand that they are royal and this is part of their future job um, and their duty as children of the king and eventual queen of Belgium and siblings of the future queen of Belgium. Like, I get that. But I have been impressed this entire quarantine with, like, their willingness to jump in and support the people in their country. Um, so again, just some more really great stuff out of Belgium. Um, and I'm really excited to see where they're going now that Belgium is kind of back up and running, um, for the most part. Um, so that is what was going on in Belgium. And then we are going to skip Denmark and the Netherlands because nothing was really happening there today. Um, and I'm going to take a little like kind of break. Um, to talk about what is coming up for this podcast and website and everything um, just in the middle of this because I don't want to save it till the end. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, when this podcast started in January, it quickly had a Instagram and website that were connected to it. Um, so the Instagram is the Daily Royal uh, or Daily Royal Pod, and the website is thedailyroyal.com. When quarantine started in Europe, so March 11th, I stopped posting on both of those things, um, just because a lot of things weren't happening, countries were really shutting down, um, and the royals weren't leaving their homes. I am getting ready to bring it all back, Um, so today or tomorrow I will start posting on um, Instagram and the website again with my daily um, pictures and you can also listen to this podcast on the website Um, and then I'm also trying, I'm starting the process of making the website a full service like information guide uh, to all the royal families and the members of the royal families that I cover. Um, So on it, I hope to include things like annual events, speeches, um, photos of every event, um, event counts. So like how many events each royal is doing and how many events the royal families are having. Um, And that's all going to take a lot of time. Um, But that will start kind of showing up on the dailyroyal.com over the next however long it takes me um just to make it like a full service source for all your royal needs um so I'm really excited to show you guys what that looks like coming up and I'm uh I hope you enjoy coming back and seeing the excuse the dog the Instagram and um website back up and running excuse the dog I'm not sure what's happening I'm gonna go take care of that um And I will be right back.
are going to pick back up with Norway. Um, so after all the excitement of yesterday, which is the 17th of May or National Day, um, the royal family was pretty quiet today, as is as was much of the country, from what I could tell. Um, maybe the 18th of May is just like a super calm, relaxed day because everyone was out partying the day before. Um, but the royal family, um, the royal family's household, so the um, like social media and PR team, shared that 3,500, so 3,500 drawings were delivered to the royal palace from children who could not be a part of the celebrations due to the lockdown restrictions. Um, and so the social media account um, shared some pictures that were um, sent in from these children, including my new personal favorite picture, kind of all, all time, um, is a, a child's drawing of a helicopter with the Norwegian flag behind it. So like being flown from the helicopter. And then another banner trailing this one that reads just 17 May, uh, which is the holiday. Um, it was amazing. I loved all of the pictures. They're really fun. Check them out on uh, the Norwegian Royal House's in, or, um, Facebook page. They're fantastic. Um, and I was just really happy to see a follow-up from the house um, just because National Day is such a big deal. Um, and if you don't really hear anything the next day, it's just kind of sad. Um, and so that is what Norway was up to today. Um, and now we are going to move on to Spain. So after taking what seemed like maybe a much needed weekend off, um, King Felipe and Queen Leticia today attended the um, Information Cotec Conference, uh, which is an event from a organization that focuses on innovation um, and research and where the annual report is shared. Um, and so this is an event that Felipe usually attends every year. Um, and this year it was held primarily online um, with maybe 10 people that were in um, the like audience. Um, and most of those people were speaking. And then there was Letizia and the president of the community of Madrid. Um, and so... The annual report this year spoke about the fact that this pandemic has made it even more evident that science and innovation are fundamental to face global crises and other great social challenges. Um, so the event was really focused on the innovation that COVID has required um, and will require going forward in a post coronavirus world. Um, during this, Felipe also um, gave a 15-minute speech, which is a fairly long speech um, for him. 
Um, and it's also the first time that he has had a full-on um, speech since his public address to the nation in late March. Um, so he talked about, um, first he talked about the oddness of this speech and that there were only a few people in front of him and everyone else was joining virtually and he couldn't see them. Um, and then he also talked about how Spain is going to overcome this tragedy uh, in the same way they've overcome everything else. Uh, and that's, you know, a solidarity and togetherness. Um, and then there's a quote from the speech that I found very compelling because it addressed the event that he was speaking at and what needed to be said for that kind of an event, but also showed support and awareness of the crisis. And it was like a perfect, this moment, this quote that I'm about to read was a perfect balance of what he needed to do. And I think he got it spot on. Um, and so the quote is, we have lost many people. Many people have suffered or are suffering now. And we have also lost much of what has been achieved in these past years. But we will have to continue building the future and we will have to do it with intelligence, with generosity, and again, with effort and sacrifice, thinking of the generations that follow us for our country and its future. And I think this just like shows kind of what Spain is in this, in, in this moment. Like, okay, the, the, the death is dwindling and we're, we need to, you know, reopen and have life again. Um, and so the way forward is to innovate and find new ways to have that kind of life. Um, and so it was also really great to see a quote-unquote normal event um, from the Spanish royals. So we have not seen them in an event like this since March 11th um, that isn't focused solely on coronavirus. Um, so that was like a really nice piece to see um and it's it's interesting to see them in this new normal um you know face masks seem to be normal Felipe did take off his face mask for his speech which made me very happy um mostly because I just the face masks creep me out um so it was just really great to be able to see them um and that is it for Spain. And then there was nothing new in Sweden. So that makes this the end of the podcast. Um, like I said, I'm really excited about the changes that are coming to the website, uh, thedailyroyal.com. And also um, the Instagram feed should be back up and running by the time you're listening to this episode. I've got some work to do. It's 9 p.m. Perk of living on my own as I stay up a little bit later now. <laughs> um, so I will be working on the Instagram feed today, um, updating with pictures and stuff from today's events. Um, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye.